Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is February 11th, 2022, and it's Friday. I can't believe it is. Already Friday, I'm joined by our Director of Risk Management, Sean Bingham. Hello, Sean. Hello, Mike. Happy Friday to you. How are you? I'm wonderful. It is Friday, and uh, as the uh, uh, the iconic Art Cashin used to say from the New York Stock Exchange on Fridays, I am ready to marinate some ice cubes in some bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, it's been a couple wild, uh, a couple wild weeks. February. Yes, so far. it has. It's uh, yeah. been a, a, a crazy start. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners there following the commodity markets are like, yes, it has been crazy. I've been chasing trucks. I've been chasing ingredients. I've been chasing the dang futures market. So uh, yeah. So, you know, Sean, are you going with the Rams or the Bengals? Are you going to go for the large upset? I'm going for the bean dip. Okay, bean and dip. The queso. Okay. Yeah, the bean dip and the queso okay. is probably going to get my first attention. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl for me is really more about the uh, the snacks sure. and the food. Yep. As far as who I'm going, you know, God, I, Cincinnati's been so bad for so long. Yeah, why don't we root for them? Let's do yeah. that. You want yeah, to? Let's kind of like, I, I kind of like Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow. Yeah, too, he's so. cool. Yeah, let's yeah. go there. Let's do that. You, you and I are voting. Why not? We're, yeah, we're I, rooting for the uh, Bengals here. Yeah, I don't okay. really have a dog in there, yeah, but that's where that. I'm going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Hey, and uh, today, listeners, we are doing a premium podcast. So those IQ subscribers, uh, please log on to the IQ platform for the premium version of this, where we're going to talk in depth. Sean's going to give his take on how the federal government's potential changes in in uh, a few different things may or may not impact commodity markets. Uh, so go ahead and li- listen to the extended version here. But Sean, you know, we've been doing this inflation station uh, series, and I thought today we'd kind of go, a, you know, a little bit different and kind of get your take, take us down maybe memory lane, a little bit of history uh, about uh, education piece on, on uh, the economy, the feds and commodity markets from your perspective. And then uh, I think at the end, what for the premium version, we'll wrap up uh, what you think is going to happen. What do you think? That sounds good. Okay. That sounds great. The floor is yours. I would say, uh, uh, if you don't mind, if you would indulge me, uh, Mr. Peabody, yeah. if you will set the Wayback Machine okay. to uh, 1979. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold uh, on. Yeah. Put, set it there. <laughs> and we are going to, and we, yeah, I, I don't, did they have <laughs> That's my mu- sound version. <laughs> did they have music when they did that? I don't remember. <laughs> I just did it. So All right, I, I like it. So uh, yeah. So let's just flash back. Okay. To 1979, and and the reason I pick that decade or year, I should say, yep. is there's there's a lot of resemblance between what we're seeing today economically uh, and what we saw in 1979, and and I I specifically picked 79 because that is on a inflation adjusted basis. That was the first time crude oil topped eighty dollars a barrel. Okay. So guess where crude oil is right now yeah, yeah, for yeah. the first time in a long time. <laughs> it It is also the first time, I believe, that we that at the same time we had a CPI level 
that had come up from, I believe, the mid fives, fours to the seven and a half percent level that we just got the other day. And so a lot of similarities there. And uh, I just thought, let's let's take off from that point and and just talk about that period. Maybe, uh, you know, what kind of things were happening there. And then maybe we can, you know, reference that for for what's going forward. So, okay. 1979. Yes. uh, Jimmy Carter, 39th president. Mm -hmm. Okay. Super Bowl 13. (laughs) Who do you remember? Who was in? No, no. If Craig was here, (laughs) Craig would not only tell us who was in it, who won, what the point spread was, but uh, probably all the players. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Nicole would know because she's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so she she would have known. Ah, so you got it. You got it. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cowboys. Thirty-five, thirty-one, and I and I didn't, you know, I didn't. <laughs> this is not why I put this down. I was living in Dallas when that oh, happened. Oh wow! Uh, I was a little kid, and I was a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan too. You know who would have taken a big bet on that is Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She so, she would have taken a big bet on the Steelers winning that game. Yeah, she would have so won. Was, so what? Uh, yeah, January twenty-first, nineteen seventy-nine, for all you yeah. uh, football fans. So yeah. thought the Super Bowl was appropriate to talk about. Uh, Paul Volcker was uh, the chairman in seventy-nine. He went in uh, in August of seventy-nine. Mike, I know you're a music guy. Okay. What was the number one selling album? And do- don't Google. I can hear you typing. No googling. Number one selling album in nineteen seventy-nine. It's a good one. Uh, you know what? I, I I feel like going either rock or uh, I feel like even doing like wings or something like that, you know, uh, Paul McCartney kind of thing. But I'm going to go. Hell, I'll do it. Sticks. I'm going to go sticks. Sticks. OK, uh, don't don't think that was in the top 10, but <laughs> it, may, it may have been may have been Boston a, uh, sticks. Look, no uh, local band uh, as far as I know. To Chicago, Chicago, Chicago band. Yeah. Uh, oh. The Clash, London oh. Calling, iconic, Jeez. iconic. Yeah, album. that's that's impressive. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, got a few more here, and then we'll jump on to some real stuff. Uh, Daytona 500 televised for the first time on CBS. The whole thing. Okay, okay. Uh, here's one not so great: Three Mile Island nuclear disaster, March of '79. And this one not so great either, but. Uh, it certainly impacted commodities, and that was the Iran hostage crisis. Uh, oh, yeah. And that is when Jimmy Carter halted all oil imports from Iran, and we imported a lot of oil from mm-hmm. Iran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, unadjusted for inflation, crude oil was, uh, crude oil was trading about 15 bucks. Uh, on an inflation adjusted about 60. So I, I referenced that, you know, going above $80 earlier. So I'm talking yeah. on an on an inflation adjusted basis. Uh, in uh, At the end of 1978, crude oil was about $60 and it shot up to $137 after uh, in, you know, in oh. that period. So up about 128%. And we're seeing similar move right now. Corn, uh, all this uh, unadjusted now, corn trading $2.35 at the end of 1978, traded as high as $4, up 70%. And this was all this inflation uh, picking up steam uh, and, and carrying all these commodities with it. Uh, soybeans, six eighty went to uh, went to almost $10, 950 actually, wow. 950 40%. 
uh, wheat 330 to 525, 60% move in meat and wheat. And this was from the end of 78 to kind of the peak, the peak price for these commodities. Uh, and they, and they all hit in 1980. So very, very shortly after, uh, you're a sugar guy. Sugar was trading mm-hmm. for 10 cents. Mm-hmm. And, and then, do you know, where? <laughs> and then this was, this one was really scary. Sugar went to 44 cents. Yeah. Yeah. Up 300, I mean, I, I, up, up basically, yeah, 340%. Just yeah. giant move. Uh, Fed funds at the time were, you know, Fed funds track CPI in the past. Fed fund has tracked CPI pretty closely in the time. Fed funds were trading about uh, 7.4%, uh, but uh, they peaked out around uh, close to 15% uh, by June of uh, eighty. So big, big move. Uh, I'm talking, I'm sorry, CPI went from 7.4% to 14.8. So we're at seven and a half right now that we just got that number. Analysts were looking for 7.3. What did the market do yesterday? The Fed funds market had the largest single day increase in the nearby contract in over three years. And so, yeah, big deal. And uh, I call it the 800 pound gorilla in the room that, uh, uh, that has pr- that pretty much took the idea of a 50 basis point rate hike at the March meeting from slim to none to going to happen. Uh, I think mm-hmm. if you look at the, the CME's calculation, I think they've got it in the 90s percents. Mine's a little bit closer to 80, but it is far more favorable now than it was literally two days ago. Uh, something else we would look at, unemployment. Unemployment. Uh, Prior to that inflation period was running about 6%. That was pretty normal back then. Shot up to just under 11%. Uh, took a little longer. Took to about 1982 to get there. One thing that was that is not similar, uh, unfortunately, is our debt. Debt to GDP back in uh, 78 and 79 period, about 32%. Today, we're at about 125%. So, mm. yeah, mm. that's... That's not good. That's not good. So a lot of a lot of similarities about about what's ha- what was happening back in that period and, and what we're seeing today. Um, Volcker came in and uh, put the hammer down on. He did a few things. He actually got us away from a kind of an interest rate target and more of a money supply target because that back then. Money supply was far more watched. Nobody really watches the money supply that much anymore. But back then, that was a that was a big measure. Uh, and I remember I remember the market being on the CME. Everybody, when the money supply numbers came out, it was it was kind of like the, the unemployment figure days. You could not miss that day, no matter how late you're out mm-hmm. the night before. You had to be there for the money supply report. So uh, Volcker put the hammer down, uh, raising rates. And uh, took them from about seven point six percent to almost twenty percent in pretty short order, uh, and that you know that created a, uh, a, pers- a you know it it took time. Like I said, as that was all going on, we saw all those spikes in commodity prices. But after he did that, uh, we did finally start to see commodity prices come down. And for example, crude oil uh, by the end of nineteen eighty two. Crude oil had gone from that $135 all the way back down to 30 bucks. Corn went from $4 to about $2.15. Soybeans, $9.50 to $5.30. Wheat, five and a quarter to $3.10. And yes, sugar, 
44 cents back down to actually seven cents. So that was the, uh, that's a good part is, uh, is they were able to, they were able <laughs> to, it was a cycle. <laughs> they were able to get in and control it. Uh, but oft, as often happens, these rate hike cycles don't necessarily end well for the economy as a whole. And it took us into two uh, recessionary periods back to back. And uh, that was part of that unemployment going up. But uh, that's kind of a history of, of yep. what happened back in that 79 period uh, that we were looking at. And uh, so I think for our premium guys, uh, yeah. uh, we'll talk about what what lessons we might take as far as what could happen going forward. It's a great recap. And uh, I think a lot of our listeners, especially our, our subscribers, they're sitting there going, gosh, okay, so now now that you've set that up, what does that mean moving forward? Because uh, you do have a little bit different, uh, some similarities, but uh, some things different. So yep. uh, premium subscribers, keep listening and uh, we'll uh, do our extended version. Uh, if you're not an IQ subscriber and you want to be. Why not? Why wouldn't you be? You should just go to McKinney-Favelle.com and uh, we'll put you on a test drive and uh, you'll be able to get, listen to these awesome premium podcasts. So um, as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. And until next time, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.